So the reason why I, I was a couple minutes later than I anticipated is because I was stuck downstairs having a conversation with my dad. Because, okay, so my dad opened like uh, like one of those new banking accounts with uh, with SoFi. Uh, not a plug. Although SoFi, if you want to sponsor us, totally a plug. Um, you, know, you know, like de- decentralized finance stuff, which gave a really opportunity for me to convince him to just, you know, put money uh, in, into, into, into stocks and, and crypto. And I came down to go grab some water before the show. And he's like, hey, Joe, you know, I was looking at, uh, I, I, you know, you know, like that $10 of Bitcoin, like, I'm. I made like four. I gotta. I gotta buy more of that. I gotta think. I gotta buy more of that Bitcoin. How do I get more of that e currency? And I'm like, Dad, I gotta go record a podcast right now. This is not the time to find out that you have like some kind of some kind of cryptocurrency dreams and get rich quick. Like I gotta. I gotta go do a podcast. <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I. I. I there was like a hundred dollars left over in this account that was opening, so I bought like five shares of Ford and and like threw the rest of the money in like Dogecoin and. And, and uh, he got like twenty dollars of Bitcoin for free for opening the account, and now he's like, "How do I get more crypto?" <laughs> and now that I've made everybody turn off the podcast because <laughs> I started talking about crypto, yeah, yeah. oops. The uh, my my dad uh, also kind of asked me about crypto because um, so my my dad was in a uh, he he worked up as like a bakery salesman. Uh, to to very high up in management, and he retired at some point, and then he uh, traded stocks for a living. Uh, Hold on, sorry, I I I, I I I have to stop you. Your yeah. dad worked around baked goods and had a body that looks like that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, hold on. So does he just have a lot of self control, or like, do you just have like really good genetics? Uh, no, he's got a lot of self-control. Technically, okay. he, he actually has bad genetics. We both have the uh, a significant amount of belly fat. My dad is, like, in, in very, very good shape. He does uh, all of the Olympic lifting. Uh, he does, you know, CrossFit. He's one of those guys, you know? Uh, and, and I don't think I've ever seen him with a six-pack, like, ever. Uh, and I know he, he is a fitness maniac, so... Huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Uh, so I derailed the story. He he he. Uh, you know, uh, retires, gets into stocks and options, and now he's asking yeah, yeah, about yeah. crypto. Trade, trade, trades options for a living, and uh, because of the fact that he, he now he's a real estate agent, because uh, you know why not? Um, but because he traded options for a living, like he he uh, knows a little bit about crypto, and he knows I got uh, I bought into it, and I think he just looks at it and is like, why? Did I ever do stock market? <laughs> <laughs> this crypto thing, it only wins. <laughs> because, you know, in, in the limited lifespan of cryptocurrency, the... Uh, it only the goes last, up. What? Yeah, five, eight years or something, you know? It's... Uh, it it's just gone up. So for so he just he always checks in on me. So I right, crypto going, and I'll be honest, like I I don't really look at it uh, every day. Uh, and uh, you know, I bought some shit. I feel like he checked. <laughs> oh, you bugged out for a second. Uh, I might have to edit a bunch this episode. We'll find out depending on how the cuts out. Uh-oh. Um. <laughs> I, I bought a bunch of shit coin yesterday because I was bored last night and trying to diversify and because I saw a bus ad in, in <laughs> I, I saw a bus ad in Santa Monica for, for some shit coin and I'm like, ah, oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> That's like playing the slots machine. 
Yeah, I mean, but sometimes playing the slot machine's fun. Throw a couple hundred dollars that way, see what happens. You know, sometimes it's fun. I, I, I bought a, uh-huh. I bought a porn coin and and, and I bought a shit coin. I, I, bought, I, bought, I bought a, a porn coin. What is a porn coin? I, I, I like porn NFTs. I, I don't want to talk about. I, I, I don't want to sit here and pander coins and do any type. <laughs> I, I'm not a Phase Clan person. I'm not gonna pump and dump some coins or tell you what I'm buying. But just know that I saw a bus out in Los Angeles that motivated me to spend two hundred dollars of of shit cryptocurrency that you can't even buy an exchange you have to like you know sushi swap and uni swap that shit anywho um do you and god i we're getting to the point where i don't where there's some questions that i have sometimes that i genuinely don't know if we've talked about before but you said your dad yeah. you said that your dad moved into real estate it's just like a why not thing do you do you think you get like your charisma from him because that's a job that like you need to have an ounce of charisma for and i would describe you as having an ounce of charisma for your job too yeah if you think i'm charismatic uh my dad is like 10x me uh basically uh my my mom is an introvert uh she she grew up she got me on like books very early on uh very often like um my mom and i are are uh probably a little bit closer than me and my dad um and my mom and i would you know just like spend days uh inside the house reading watching movies stuff like that like very much introverted behavior Mm -hmm. uh whereas my dad is incredibly social uh, like I remember one year he called me up and said that, uh, he told me that for Thanksgiving, he had like a bunch of, uh, of, uh, military members over to his house, uh, just randomly. He didn't know them. It was like one of those things where he was giving Thanksgiving to, uh, people who couldn't go home for the holiday sort of deal. And, and like, so he just brought a bunch of strangers over to his house. That sounds uh, terrifying. He, he, yes, he he frequently he sold his house recently uh, and is in the process of buying a new house and he's staying with a friend for uh, him and his wife are staying with some friends of theirs for like a month or two, uh, which to me is just like no, I would never do that. I would never stay with a friend for that long because I would not want to be around somebody nonstop for that long. Uh, or so you feel like a I burden. Used- uh, so I got, I, yeah, I, I got my, uh, I got some charisma from my dad, uh, and I got my, my introversion from my mother. That's fun. So, uh, well, yeah. I, I, I think that I got my dad's affinity for, for, Ooh, can I get rich quick? Because as soon as he's dipped his toe into <laughs> literally a hundred Dogecoin, he's like, Oh dude, th- th- this stuff, this is the future. I'm gonna, I, we're gonna have a second house now. And I'm like, calm down. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just saw my dad. Like I, 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 the the thing is is he keeps better track of cryptocurrency than i do and so at some point in time i'm just like but he doesn't own any so i'm i'm, I'm just like why don't you just buy some just open a coin uh, like, I, account I, I don't want to push people to, to to do this because you know like i i i they could very easily be a bad investment uh but you know it's uh <laughs> At this point, my dad just keeps on asking me about it. He keeps on telling me what's going on with cryptocurrency, and he doesn't own any. You should you should give him like a Coinbase gift card for Christmas and say, "Here you go, Dad. Uh, yeah. You can stop bothering me now." Um, <laughs> for anybody who's listening to the audio version and not watching the version on YouTube, and the people who are watching the version on YouTube, I constantly still just wonder why. I assume we're just on a tab in the background. You're not actually looking at us. You'll notice that Cap is indeed home oh god i am it's so good to be home 
Holy shit, it's so good. Congratulations. <laughs> Let me just say, uh, so I traveled home on the 29th. It is the 2nd of November. Um, so I've been home for uh, a couple days. And uh, there was a moment, Joey, where I thought I wasn't going to be able to get home. Um, Why? Like existentially so, or like practically? <laughs> practically. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so, so you remember the whole like trying to get a test thing, right? Yeah. You, uh, you needed a negative test to travel within like three days of your landing date or something. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it's actually before you fly, but yeah, uh, those rules have changed a couple times over the, the course of COVID. Uh, but so I needed a negative test. Um, when you, uh, have, have had COVID and you have antibodies in your system, you can get a false positive on these tests. So, uh, I was getting a false positive, uh, and the 28th, I got another false positive. And I, I'm in contact with my, I guess, my talent manager person. Uh, well, I'll talk PGL? about that some more later. Yeah, okay. my PGL person. And I had, like, extensively explained why I needed, like, multiple, multiple tests. I was like, hey, this is going to be a problem. Like, hey, what should we do about this? Uh, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, uh, I, I told her, I was like, I'm going to need, like, multiple uh, rapid tests. Uh, on the 28th if we do not get a successful uh, negative test. And, and I was just like, let's just keep doing it. And uh, and so I got a false negative on the PCR test on the 28th, and I was like, okay, so... False positive. What now? Uh, yeah, false positive. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And I was like, okay, so, like, what do you want to do now? And she's like, you tell me. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean you tell me? I've been telling you. I've been telling you this entire time. I've been telling you this could be potentially be a problem and we should plan for it. And fucking 4 p.m., my flight is at 6 a.m. the next day. And at 4 p.m. the day prior, we're trying to figure out how the fuck I'm going to be able to get on my flight. Anyway, I ended up getting a rapid test where he basically didn't even touch my nostril. Uh, I'm, I'm actually think technically it did not enter my body in any way. I think it just tickled the outside. So that of course was negative because it wasn't a test, but you know, that, that was kind of somewhat standard, uh, testing procedure for, uh, the TI. It, it, it was not a, a thorough testing that we got, uh, every day. And, so how many uh, international laws did you break then? <laughs> You have yeah, paperwork, yeah, so yeah, I guess fucking... none, right? Like, like you, yeah, you have the paperwork. I got the paperwork. I follow the laws. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I, I finally get a negative test. I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, okay, I'm going to fly out the next, the next morning. Uh, take a taxi at 4 a.m. I get to the airport, and I show them my test. And part of this is on me. I will, I will 100% cop to this. Uh, I did not thoroughly check the paperwork, and the guy did not date my paperwork. Th that's so I, dude. Uh, that sounds like the most important line on the paper, Austin. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this guy did the test and and gave me paperwork and and like you know signed some stuff and like set me up with a test and all this sort of thing, and he didn't date it. And they're like you can't go. And I was like, oh my God. Like, 
and it's of course it's a date like and so i'm i'm thinking about like how i'm gonna be able to like fucking uh take my my paper and just like with a pen and real quickly write a date i'm gonna have to go to like a different person of the airline and try and like go through this because this guy knows that i would have just like, <laughs> the guy i went to knows that i just scribbled the date on there <laughs> so i was just like oh my god I was, I was so fucking i was like if i don't end up getting on this fine i'm gonna be so mad uh, but uh, I got a hold of my talent manager, and she got a hold of uh, somebody at the the place, and they were able to get me proper paperwork, uh, and I was able to get on my flight. I'm glad but, that yeah, you got I mean, to the airport was... early enough to do that, because I feel like the way that I yeah. travel, I would have gotten to the airport and been like, oh, my flight's in 10 minutes? Well, guess I'm fucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, when it comes to these kind of flights, I always make sure that I get there pretty early. Uh when I fly out from the the states, it, it's because uh, I know the LA airport at this point very well. Mm-hmm. So I'm much more comfortable arriving, you know, an hour before my flight, and and feeling like ah, I'm gonna make it, no problem. Have you ever missed a flight? But, uh, I missed a. F- I think I've missed two flights in my uh, career of constantly flying internationally. And um, only one of those was my fault. Um, and that was also because I, I was sick at the time. I had a fever. Basically, me and Blitz were at the airport on time, but we didn't go to our gate. I was feverish <laughs> and shit. It was, it was way back when I was going to MLG Columbus or, or Austin, one of those. <laughs> you're, you're just like at... This is the, the snack shop eating bugles going like, oh, We were man. at Burger King. <laughs> we, we, we were at Burger King. I was fucking miserable. I had a fever and shit. And yeah. And Blitz back then was not the most responsible person. So <laughs> he's, he's had a lot of character development in that arena. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He's, uh, I mean, now like he's basically transitioned to going from dad, uh, be, being taken care, uh, being taken care of, uh, between, me and being talent and like having talent managers and things like that to now being the person who takes care of other people, which I think Blitz was always kind of that way, but now he's just become uh, a lot more responsible in that regard. I have so. a, I have a Blitz question. Yeah. What happened uh, to, to the cap and Blitz show and how come I didn't get a, we were eliminated from TI episode. Oh, well, that's a, I mean, that's just sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Blitz wasn't super excited to ever do that. And now at this point, like, it's post-TI. <laughs> so now the next question is, what's the new Liquid roster? So I, I assume once the new Liquid roster is announced, uh, then we will do an episode and talk about that. So you know that'll be the next time that Blitz is able to talk about things. I would argue that uh-huh. you saying new liquid roster is problematic. <laughs> okay, that's probably true. That might be true. Yeah. That's uh but you know, a roster that doesn't go to TI is probably not sticking together. <laughs> yes, which is an especially st- since they've stuck together for this long. Any basically any roster that doesn't make top 3 is probably not sticking together. In fact, I would even say Unless you're in the grand finals, uh, you're probably not sticking together. We've already heard that LGD uh, was was it LGD was switching things up. I thought LGD Elephant was staying together. 
I, okay, I, yeah, I, I thought LGBT was, was right. I assume spirits staying together, for example, um, secret. Uh, who knows? Um, that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, Virtus Pro, we already know, has switched things up. Even though, you know, like I obviously I've been backing them as like I think they're future TI winners. I guess it should I should have said Team Spirit. I would look like a genius. Uh, but I thought Virtus Pro was going to be a future TI winner team if uh, if they stuck together. And uh, turns out that this TI broke them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wonder if there, spirit there winning. Problems, so. I wonder if spirit winning, you know, made that worse. Like, I wonder if a different team oh, yeah. doing better and like them being the best CIS team would have actually encouraged them to stick together more than spirit winning. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, from what I hear, there was there's uh, a lot of conflict going on with that team, though. So, uh, as the Virtus Pro uh, tweet actually said, that there was problems inside and outside the game. So. Sounds like uh, that is irreparable, uh, at least for the immediate future. So, well, that, uh, yeah, I, I I look forward to start of new DPC season uh, cap and blitz recap. Yeah, me too, me too. So I'm uh, so I've been home. I've been uh, enjoying being home. It's uh, wonderful. I have a full PC. I have. Uh, good food i get to see ellie it's just uh all things i've been watching uh just chilling out watching the csgo major quite a bit uh, that's been great i've been having problems I've... watching the csgo major i've been enjoying the counter-strike ah <laughs> uh, well yes liquid did have a early departure from the major didn't they Oof, things are not turning up liquid lately <laughs> Dude, it's just... Just... you know i i don't think 2021 was really tl's year in most ways <laughs> When was the last time you had a a, uh, a happy intro to... I don't watch every single one of these episodes, but your TLDW, uh, your little mini liquid show. When was the last time you had a happy, like, hey, what's going on, guys? I feel like my personality and writing style loves to lean into misery, but that's a good mm -hmm. note because I bet that people watching aren't me and would actually be more encouraged by general happiness and not me ignoring like oh hey how'd worlds go oh <laughs> anywho don't don't mind that let's talk about something different um how ti go oh no how'd worlds go oh no how'd csgo major go oh no i got to all things considered worlds really didn't go that bad because we did we did take a game off of like <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese and the Korean and the best European team. We just lost a tiebreaker. Oh. Worlds went pretty yeah. good, but you know that's it, it's fine. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> I. Um, you know, some of our Fortnite players have been doing really well. Oh, well, golly gee. <laughs> yeah, you know, is Fortnite still hype? You take them Do where you can get them. People still watch Fortnite. We we have we have one of the best, if not the best, uh, European PUBG teams. Does anybody watch PUBG still? A lot of people in China. Uh, is it, are we talking PUBG? Or are we talking PUBG Mobile? <laughs> no, we're talking we're talking PUBG. Um, it, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the next year in in all in all accords. We're planning for it right now, which is super exciting. Uh, you know, that's it's it's some good work stuff. I, I'm glad that you're back. I have to uh, find a reason to go out to Glendale and buy you uh, a birthday dinner or lunch or something. 
Oh, okay. That sounds good. I uh, I already got uh, birthday presents. One, okay, so one of the birthday presents that I got while I was at uh, in Romania mm-hmm. um, was a uh, a watch. That was the gift that Ellie got me. She got me a uh, a very nice watch, and uh, <laughs> this leads into a story about. Uh, so when I got sick with COVID. Um, <laughs> The first time the the ambulance uh, guys came to my hotel room to get me checked out and uh, actually diagnosed me uh, with having COVID, uh, the there was a younger guy who was like the main guy who was talking to me who did all like the the procedures and and tests and stuff like that, and then the other guy who I'm gonna guess was the driver. Uh, just was kind of like chilling in the room, sat down uh, in, in my chair, and, um, and you know, that's whatever. But then he, he just starts, I have my watches, uh, my travel little, my travel bag for watches, and the, the watches are, are three watches are, are sitting right there. And he just- You starts... travel with three watches? Is that like for a style and yeah. outfit thing? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's specifically okay. for Ti. I don't, I don't like watch. I don't wear, regularly wear watches. It's literally just a, a style thing. It's okay. literally just a dress up. Okay, sorry. The, go ahead. Uh, and th- this guy starts starts looking at my watches, um, and actually goes and grabs and picks them up and looks at them. And, and I, I was just like, I was so fucking feverish and sick, and I'm just looking at this guy. Fucking just like not, not he didn't look at me. He didn't like he didn't try and get any sort of permission. He just started grabbing my watches and started like looking at them and shit. And I was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? I was like, is this guy gonna try and lift one of my watches while I'm getting fucking <laughs> tested for COVID? Like, meanwhile you're getting your blood happening? pressure checked. You got a towel on your neck, like. <laughs> You're getting yeah, medical so like the attention the entire time. I'm just like eyeing this guy because you know, like he just it was just handling my stuff for without my permission. Like, what the fuck? But but you did have all your watches. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, it wasn't hard to to keep track of three. But you dude, know. <laughs> I I would be so sussed out just because I like I. I don't do super well in situations where, like, I can't communicate clearly with people. So, naturally, that just makes me more uncomfortable than I want to be, uh, like, in countries where English isn't the dominant language. Which, uh-huh. uh, so, so when, when I think about being in your situation of just, like, people who are in my room in a foreign country, I am feverish, I have COVID, I'm getting medical attention, and now I'm thinking, like, oh, are they going to steal from me? It's like, it's like, <laughs> I, I, ah! I tell you afterwards, I was like, is this some, like... Was was there some cultural thing that I don't fucking know about? And she was like, "No, that, that is not a cultural thing. That guy's just a, an asshole." <laughs> so I, yeah, I I I heard I that uh, you you told me a little bit earlier that uh, that whole experience of being in the hotel was was so miserable, and I don't think that we got through all of it because, like, aren't you happy to just be back and have functioning internet at this point? Is that like oh, is yeah. that the big thing? Is just to have internet that functions? Okay, so th- this uh, so we have a, a patch to talk about. We have a new hero to talk about. We'll get about we'll get to that. Oh fuck, that happened. The, uh, okay, we should get yeah, to that. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, but please. Okay, 
So there, there is a, there are things that, that are kind of tying together in my head here. Uh, so I've been watching the CSGO Major. Um, for those who don't know, um, this is actually being put on. This is PGL's major. Uh-huh. Um, so PGL would basically went from doing TI to doing the CSGO major. Um, the, the first one that's going to have an audience in two years. So very, very hype events. And uh, to, to I don't want to mince words here. I mean, they found fucking Richard Lewis and Thorin on there, like literally blasting the production while they're live on, on the fucking desk. So I'm sure they can handle this. It has not been good. PGL has really been fucking up. And um, to be honest, there were a fair number of fuck ups uh, at TI as well. And uh, which I and... think the community were kind of soft on them for. Also, also, just gonna throw it out there: PGL. How many women did they hire for that major? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, after the backlash, they did end up hiring one. But yeah. yes. <laughs> if anyone wants to go look up what tokenizing is while you're listening to the podcast, just go for that. Anywho, uh, so so production problems on both of their marquee events is like similar production problems, or like what what's going on at the major that that is icky. Um, there, there was just like, uh, so their overlay was bad. They've had like just general production problems. I was literally just watching it today. And like, there was, uh, they just had like a black screen, their camera operator, uh, like their, uh, what is it? Like director who, who, what's the name of the guy who like control, who calls for what camera shots to be used? Director. Director. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the, the director hasn't been like on point. There'll just be like camera shots that don't make any sense like it, you know there it's might a pan- not be it's like a when director the, when there's on panel there's only like two or three shots to be used at a time so like I, you know how can you really fuck that up there, there's the potential they, they that for something like that there there's the potential for something like that there might not actually be a director and it's just a person choosing the cameras who's like directing and switching at the same time so mm. like yeah. m- maybe the problem is that there isn't a director and their their switcher is like not great okay and that that actually could lead to uh my my uh somewhat insider some somewhat outsider i don't really know what's going on with production um but i i will say that um there there was just problems at ti and there's obviously problems at the csgo major and um pgl has just been kind of dropping the ball lately and one of the things i do know about uh pgl is that they uh that a good number of their employees that i that we used to work with um, they're all gone. They've all like left and, and gone uh, to like other companies and stuff. So like some of the, the people that like I really, really liked working with, um, shout out to like to, to Vlad who now works at ESL. Um, you know, I really liked working with them and they were they were great to great to work with. Um, PGL lost uh, a number of those employees and I feel like a lot of the people I see now at PGL are fresh. I haven't worked with PGL in a bit, so um but like i feel like a lot of the the people i see now are all all are all new and um and and then combined with that i think they are very uh overworked because i don't think they have enough people is is the problem uh which it's interesting you say there might just be one guy mm-hmm. for two jobs where it's usually two uh, because that that has been kind of the the link, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this story. I wasn't sure if I was gonna tell this story. Um, originally, I, I I I thought about it. Basically, I had this incident, and I had to think long and hard about whether or not I was ever going to uh, tell 
this publicly. And I have no I idea what you're going to say. <laughs> I have uh, no idea what you're going to say. And whether or not I was going to tell this uh, privately uh, to to management. So this is where the no Reddit rule is going to come in. If you're going to put this episode on Reddit for any reason, don't put it for this. Do not put this in the headline. All right. Please and thank you. Uh, so I had this communication. Okay, here's the full story. Let me dial back. I lost my luggage. Remember that? I lost my luggage for TI. Yeah. Uh-huh. That sucked. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I got I got most of my luggage, but there was one piece of luggage, um, or I was missing two pieces of luggage. My big piece of luggage did show up uh, a day or two later, and that was with all my clothes and my suits and stuff like that. Okay, fantastic. Uh, but a smaller piece of luggage was missing, and that was actually a mix of my uh, my stuff and Ellie's stuff. And one of the things that was important for her was her tattoo machines that were very expensive. And one of the things that were important for me was my laptop charger. There were some other things in there as well. But the biggest thing was my laptop charger. Um, And the reason that was important was uh, because the hotel Wi-Fi was not very good. Now, we ended up solving this problem ourselves as talent. Um, We found out that the TV is connected to the Internet. So we unplugged the Ethernet cable and shout out to Sindarin, who, uh, who was nice enough to, to get us a bunch of Ethernet cables um, before he flew in, because he flew in a little bit later. He got uh, some of us some Ethernet cables and like an Ethernet to USB-C adapter, uh, yeah. which is something that I needed, for example, for my laptop to work. And, um, and that would actually, so this was a problem that like we solved ourselves and we, we managed to get like good internet. The problem was, is that I didn't have a charger for the laptop. And the hotel Wi-Fi was so bad that very often you just wouldn't be able to watch the stream. And and there is nowhere else to watch the games, right? Because it, like there wasn't really a, a green room set up initially. So if the group stage and stuff, uh, like when you're not on, you're at the hotel and you couldn't actually watch the games that were happening. Uh, like on your phone, let alone like for me on the laptop. That sounds to- hard to like keep up <laughs> it's with. It's a little the bit co- of a problem, to, right? Because you need to like, <laughs> when you're at TI or mini really any event, you're kind of working the whole time even when you're not on camera because you need to kind of keep track of what's happening to do your job as good yeah. as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to be able to keep up with the storylines and keep up with if you're an analyst, which I kind of consider myself as one, uh, you want to be able to keep up with like, uh, how people are playing, not just things that you can like look at uh, on Dota buff and see what heroes they're picking, but you want to actually see how they're playing inside of the game. So it's important to be able to watch the games, even when you're not casting. And, um, and so, yeah, I was in this situation where uh, I really needed that charger, basically, right? Because it's the only way I can get functioning internet was through this Ethernet cable attached to a laptop because my, the Wi-Fi wasn't working. And so I'm like, I really need this laptop charger. I, therefore, really need my bag. And uh, I, it, it is something about being talent uh at these events you usually have a talent manager somebody who's basically their usually their sole job is to make sure that um you are there at the venue like you're able to go back and forth from the hotel to whatever the venue is they make sure that you're getting food and drinks and like anything extra that you may need right Mm -hmm. so if Mm -hmm. i if i get some sort of problem right for example, there was one time where I needed shoelaces because my dress shoe shoelace snapped, and I was like, I I need like black uh, shoelaces, 
Uh, and that was something that happened like at an ESL. And uh, my guy ended up getting me uh, shoelaces. It's, it's super sick. Um, and it's super helpful to do your job as talent because you're in a, you're in a foreign country and you usually don't have time uh, to do these things yourself, right? Um, so there's usually somebody who's dedicated to just take care of the 10, 15, 30 of you. Um, and we didn't really seem to have that. Uh, we had two kind of talent managers at the start who we we would email. But I know both of them, this was not their their actual job. They had other things that they were doing. Um, and also, it was kind of weird that we had, like, we, we basically would have two different groups of emails being sent. And we would get, like, conflicting information at times. It was, it was a weird setup. But... Um, and so I contacted the the talent manager, um, talent manager in quotes, because again, these these guys are actually doing other jobs and they're just trying to help us when they can. Um, Which has to be stressful for them because they're yeah. they're probably doing it out of goodwill and also they're just being overworked. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and so I contact the the guy who's is supposed to be in charge of me. And um, I, I, I'm telling him, like, hey, I really need this charger. Um, I need my bag really badly. Uh, I need some help, like, being able to communicate with the airline and specifically the airport um, because I had been in communication myself. Like, I was trying to solve this, this problem myself um, where I was talking with the airlines about my lost luggage and stuff like that. And KLM was being really shit, but Delta um, was helping me out a little bit more. And they had actually, uh, they told me, and this may have been incorrect, that my, my luggage was flying on. They gave me, like, an exact flight that they think my luggage was flying out on. Um, and they told me that, like, hey, this bag, we think it's actually at the Bucharest airport. Um, so I needed somebody to be able to, like, check with the airport uh, to be able to find this luggage because it was important. And this talent manager guy uh, passes me off to a, another person. And um, so I'm in communication with this person. I give them like the reference number that I have. I show them the communications I have with the airline. Um, and I'm, I'm basically giving them all the information I can um, so that when, I'm, when I work, the, the group stage and stuff like that, um, they can potentially like contact the airport and see if my bag's there or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is another person who this is not their job. And I'm going to go through the, the WhatsApp conversation uh, because this is one of the most unprofessional conversations I've ever had in my life. And you'll see what I'm talking about. So we're talking, I'm giving them all this information. And um, one of the things, so it gets to this point. He says, I will keep calling. Remind me later tonight. And again, I know this isn't like his job. Um, and he's kind of helping me out. Um, he's kind of doing me a favor, uh, but he's also like, it's also in general, like PGL's job to help me with this situation. Um, mm -hmm. that's just like the purview of, of being a tournament organizer and having talent. It's like, there are things that are going to come up that they're going to need. And so I, I said, okay. And then I messaged him, uh, about eight hours later. I was like, Hey, any update? Uh, no updates. Sorry. And I know he's busy. And I know I'm, I'm going to need to remind him. So the next day, I just ask, any update? Uh, and he says, okay, just called now. Still not found. Um, seems like it got lost in Amsterdam. And I was like, okay. Um, and I think 
two days later, I, I'm like, hey, like, I really need that bag. Um, is, is there any update? I'm being told now that the bag is at the, the airport. And his, this is his response. I get his response right as I start casting on the first day of group stage. I think it was the first or second day of group stage. So you're like in uh, prime mode. You're like, I'm, I, got, I got a fucking job to do. It's TI, baby. Yeah, I, I am literally live mid-cast, and I get these messages. Uh, he quote responds me uh, where I say, I really need that bag. And he says, and I'm not the airport, FYI, or KLM, or God. It's on the way. And I just respond, Lamau, because I'm, I'm just, I'm mid-cast, and I'm just like, <laughs> why is this guy responding in such an aggressive way? And, uh, and then he responds, I will just blame WhatsApp for feeling like I'm to blame because your bag did not arrive, and I will consider a misinterpretation. Okay, the aggressiveness continues. All right. <laughs> so I respond. I, I'm like mid-cast writing this message. Uh, because I like he's just like made me angry, and I'm just like, oh, okay, like uh, whatever. So I'm writing. I write this message in between uh, games. Actually, I remember this now. We were, we just got. Uh, I finished out the cast. I was really angry, but I finished out the cast, and then I responded between game one and game two. I said, look, and then I I, I reference. Uh, let's call him Bob. Bob is my original talent manager who passed me off to this guy. I said, look. Bob is the one who passed me off to you. If you don't want to help me, that's fine. There's no need for being hostile. If you have a problem with helping me with this because you're overworked or frustrated or whatever, I'm not the person to take attitude with. Go talk to your coworker or your boss. I'll consider this conversation over. He said, I'm not the one with the attitude, but like you said, let's end it. And, and he, I, he said, what? I'm not the one with attitude. What? And I get this message midway through the second game cast. And I fucking, I'm about to fucking lose it. I, I'm like getting these messages mid cast. It's so, I'm so fucking angry at this point in time that I, I, I fucking block him. Because I'm like, if he says one more thing that that like is going to i'm just gonna fucking lose it right so i had to block him in order to to make sure i wouldn't get more messages uh mid cast that would that would fucking make me do my job worse and uh and yeah so <laughs> that that was the uh <laughs> so <laughs> that was the uh the conversation i had uh, this is with, a, 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 again, this is a random PGL employee. I, I debated whether or not I was ever going to take this up um, with, because uh, I, I felt it was extremely unprofessional. And I value professionalism. Um, and, and like that, that's just like a core of part of my identity. And I felt this interaction was incredibly unprofessional. And I thought, I was like trying to debate whether or not I was like, is this worth putting up? And ultimately I decided this person was just overworked and overstressed. Um, and they kind of lashed out at me. Um, but you know, like they were, they were put into a responsibility to help me out when they probably shouldn't have, cause again, it's not their job. And so ultimately I decided I'm not going to do any, I'm not going to tell anybody about this. I ended up telling a couple of the other town cause it was funny. Um, at, like after the fact, it was funny because I was, I was so mad about it. Um, but I, I, I didn't take it up with like his boss or anything like that. Um, or, or like anybody at valve. Cause I, I ultimately decided this guy was, was just overworked and, uh, 
and probably should not have been in that position in the first place. So that's why that's I say no very... rule because I don't want this to like. I decided I didn't want this guy to experience any backlash for for that. It's I mean, very it's relatively minor. Empathetic. I think, I think that's pretty empathetic. I I could I can make a case that it, that it would be worthwhile telling uh, PGL because in a scenario where this person was like put in charge of doing any type of talent handling it could just lead to future issues for maybe not yourself but just other people like he might not be the person to be liaisoning with talent because even in the first place like um the 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 daftness to send messages like that aggressive or not like while you're working and like that that's not good for the product also Related, I want to go back and uh, I, I looked it up. October seventh, Vici versus Fnatic, game one and two. Um, you know, uh, v- <laughs> you might notice a little bit of silence uh, at some point of, of, of Kyle saying something and me not responding, and that is because I have received these messages and I'm trying to not lose my mind. And Kyle's like, "Okay, <laughs> moving on, Cap." <laughs> I'm not KLM or God. That's... Go fuck yourself. And anyway, so, uh, and that that just kind of like so I experienced that, and then I had some some uh, slight problems with um, the person who later on they hired somebody who I think again was not their full time job to like take care of talent, uh, and again it, you were talking about thirty plus people I think in the English talent, right? So there are naturally going to be problems and issues that come up uh, mm-hmm. with t- taking care of 30 people. Uh, and Dota talent are not like uh, drama queens by any, by any means. Actually, uh, I want to talk about an email um, that, that ended up going out at some point in time uh, to point to that. It's not like they're, they're drama queens and like they're divas and they need their special, like, you know, special sauce for their burger or some shit. Right. It's like they're, <laughs> green they M&Ms. Themselves. Yeah, exactly. But they, they take care of themselves. But naturally there's going to be some problems that show up when you're mid show. And like, for example, like foods closed down, uh, and you, you just worked like four hours in a row. You ended up missing the, the buffet food time. Like, hey, like, you know, can somebody get me some food, uh, right? That's, like, that's one example. Mm-hmm. So uh, later on, they had, did hire this person, uh, and that person is great. He's He, he was super, super helpful. Uh, but there was another person who was in charge of, like, helping me when I was sick. Um, and this person didn't get, like, the medicine that I asked for. Like, I, I was told... I, I did the, the research myself to, like, find what I needed. I, I basically, I needed uh, paracetamol, vitamin C, and vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And this person, like, didn't get me vitamin uh, C or didn't get me vitamin D and uh, didn't get me, uh, like, the, the right kind of paracetamol that I was supposed to, to be taking for uh, to help with uh, sinus and COVID stuff. And um, fortunately, I've, I have Ellie, and Ellie's like best friend is a, a pharmacist, so she was able to basically she that's she dope. basically that's so made cool. it her job to like go and like get the right stuff for me, and then deliver it to somebody at the hotel to then get it delivered to me. But like that shouldn't be her her job in the first place. That's a but. favor. Yeah, that, that that's some that's a connection being very nice. Yeah, that, I mean that that's you know like. Uh, like 
that just happened since that like Ellie came with me to Romania and is staying at a hotel that's like 10 minutes away, right? It's, you know, she, she walks over and like brings the, the vitamins and stuff that I need and delivers it to somebody to deliver it to me. Like that, that shouldn't really be a thing. And, and again, I feel like this just comes down to the fact that uh, I, I feel like there's, there's just a bunch of people overworked there. And I think that's part of the problems that are happening that part of the problems that led to some issues at TI that led to issues at uh, the CSGO major, potentially. I haven't talked to anybody behind the scenes for CSGO, but yeah, it's just, uh, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Like uh, that, that also makes me think about, because I mean, I, I have empathy for people being overworked and doing production stuff on small teams. Right. Like, I mean, people prefer be complained mm-hmm. about it. Right. Like, you know, b- multiple times. Um, but like layer on top of that, the fact like how many PGL employees are just like Romanians? Like, are they also just going through like their own mental strife of, of that particular point in time? Like just their country not doing well and civil unrest and protests and probably family members getting sick. And like they're like, even if you extrapolate that one layer outside of work, like they're probably just, they're not giving their, their broadcast day job their all because the world around them is burning. So, yeah. you know, kudos to people for still putting in the work and making TI great. But like at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's a bunch of humans who are experiencing a bunch of problems who are putting on a show for us and maybe we should be kinder to them, but also production wasn't that good. And also <laughs> those WhatsApp messages are crazy unacceptable for it. Like, Oh yeah. Not just like a sp- Especially to send a talent, but like at a base level, send to a human, like not cool, like that's shitty yeah. regardless. But that that's like, <laughs> like I didn't say anything that was aggressive or or warranted that kind of response. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe he was annoyed that I I asked for an update, but like I did it because he was obviously busy. And I know I needed to remind him. They had to have felt that way for days leading up to that, too. Like, you know that that wasn't, like, a moment of them snapping. They probably were annoyed that they were helping with the situation the entire time. And that was just, like, the steam popping off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, But uh, I talked about an email that I was going to reference. So um, I hope this is okay to to put out there. Um, Somebody ended up getting uh, an email sent to them. Um, from one of the production people um, that we work with. This is a production person who has, uh, we have worked with him before. Um, I believe it is part of a, a core group that Valve hires that uh, goes to TI. I believe they were. this person was at TI9. I'm pretty sure I met them at TI9 um, and they were here at TI10. Um, and uh, they, they sent this very nice email um, and I wanted to share it with people because I think it's it's very I think it's very cool. This person said, oftentimes in my line of work, uh, th- this is somebody who who again works directly with talent. Um, he's like an audio person, so he will work directly with talent, uh, and he's on the production side. So he says, oftentimes in my line of work, the talent I support is little uh, is little too bought into the culture of celebrity and tend to disassociate themselves from the technicians. It can limit the enjoyability of the job. You folks in the tent were not like that, and I mean it when I tell you that uh, when I tell you the fourteen to sixteen hour days I spent in there seem shorter. He didn't I have to that do was... that. That's really nice. No. Yeah, that is that is very nice. Um, th- this this person, uh, 
I, I got to work with them at, at TI9 very slightly, and they're just kind of one of those people that you just instantly, like on meeting them, you just kind of like them. Um, but I wanted to share that email simply because uh, I think that I'm, I'm very proud of the, the people that I work with. I think a lot of them are very good people. There's very, uh, very few diva moments and stuff like that. And I wanted to share that email because it has nothing to do with me. I didn't work in the tent at all. This is the production tent for the panel. And I was never on panel, so this reflects on B, not at all. It just reflects on the the people who the the panel people uh, that were there, and uh, I, th I think it says a lot about um, the the kind of people that they are. Um, so yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty cool email. Can I segue into some unsolicited audience career advice? Yeah, if anybody is interested in working events production around tech around shows and you have uh like, like a like a skill that you want to learn or something you can train and you don't know what you're doing look into audio look mm. look into audio as a skill why because like it, it is one of the most invaluable things to have someone who is good at and you can really be self-taught to a certain degree and it's and it, it's it's a good jumping off point it, it, it's siloed enough to where you can learn a lot of stuff by yourself there the beginner equipment is it's pretty cheap to learn with you will always have work if you're good and you will eventually pretty rapidly get paid very well audio people in productions are some of the best paid people on set because do you know what kills a broadcast before anything else it's bad audio. <laughs> i'm gonna guess audio it's bad, <laughs> bad audio. audio bad audio is like the worst thing that could happen to to a broadcast um i, I will say it does seem uh incredibly stressful when there are problems and they they have to try and troubleshoot that problem so i experienced like just uh, at the last dpc we worked uh the we have these wireless packs right mm -hmm. and they were getting some sort of interference on one of the packs and uh and i remember them just going back and forth like frantically trying to figure out where the interference was coming from because it was only on this one pack um and uh yeah i just remember thinking like man that seems really stressful because we've got five minutes until we're live and he's trying to figure out how the fuck to fix this uh this mic pack if, if i can so, go back that and seems yeah. stressful if, if I can go back and do it all over again and just, like, focus on a craft, which I guess I am in a craft-based business anyways, but, like, really hope focus mm -hmm. on a craft, like, I, I, I would go and tell my younger self to, like, learn a lot more about audio. Mm. Awesome career path. Awesome career path. Would recommend. And it usually means you get to work very directly with the talent if you care about that sort of thing. But mm -hmm. as, as this guy said, you know, sometimes a lot of talent are shitheads, so. <laughs> a lot of talent are shitheads. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of esports talent yeah, are pretty are. humble. A lot of talent are shitheads. Yeah, it's it's because esports is like most people in esports like started off as, as nobody, and it, as they became something, uh, it was still very small, right? It's like, yeah, like oh, the best caster in you know a certain esport, but the esport only nets like five thousand viewers when you you go live. Mm -hmm. It's like whatever, you know. That's, God. that's not real fame uh I, I have a problem austin the problem is yeah. i'm looking at the timer it says 50 some odd minutes and i am going to for the first time in this episode say marcy 
Now, <laughs> now I can go ahead. I can make the YouTube comment that says, "Hey, if you want to listen to the podcast where we're gonna talk about the Dota patch and the new hero, you go ahead and skip the fifty-two minutes. All right, over there. All right." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she's she's gonna be on the thumbnail. It's gonna yeah. be probably the episode title, and we just made yeah. it all the way here, so we should probably give the people what they want. And I don't know the best way to do that. It's been a minute since we've had a new hero. Like like just snap reactions, snap um, reactions. How many Marcy games have you played? So I've played three games of Marcy. I've played a lot of games with and against Marcy uh, because that hero is. Fucking busted, bro. That hero is naughty. That hero is fucking wrong. Uh, Okay, so in my head, I have I've put together a slight ranking of um, of heroes that are broken on release. Like, what what was the most insane? Okay, for me, people will disagree with this. Uh, People will disagree with this ranking. Yes. Joey, no, no, so. you, you, you first, but then I, I have a counterpoint. I, I have one in my okay. head. Uh, I'm going to say Monkey King on release uh, was the most busted hero, um, and that is because the damage was so absurd that you got to level two if you maxed out if you got Jingu stacks and you just hit uh, support with boundless strength, they would literally just get one shot. That like that that was just insane. Number two was Earth Spirit, who rivals Monkey King, no doubt um on on release but he was more of utility um he didn't have this like overwhelming like what the fuck kind of damage uh but his toolkit like everything about his toolkit was too insane uh on release so those are like really close first and second and marcy is not that she is a step down but it's a pretty small step uh of of those other two on release uh marcy is just fucking busted man that that hero is so fucking op it's insane i think it's still op after it's been nerfed twice i think at this point in time maybe three times i can't remember uh i i i have an answer i i think earth spirit might be the right answer but i but i want to propose uh two one that i think is more subjective and one that i actually have a good case for um do you remember that oracle on release had false promise on a 20 second cooldown yeah and it made which you gave you invisible well <laughs> visibility yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was pretty busted what's the other one i think centaur was really broken on release yes C- centaur was okay that that's the other one that i think most people reference because oracle's a support you know okay hey, oh, also at low at support. low mmrs hey. At low yeah. MMRs, I don't think Oracle really had an impact. At, 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 at our yeah, hoity-toity games. People purifying flames level one at the start and be like, why are they healing? <laughs> uh, but yes, I think um, those those four, if I had like a Mount Rushmore of like broken heroes, um, I think th- those are the four um, for me anyway. It goes Monkey King, Earth Spirit, Marcy, and then Centaur. Um, but again, like I, I think it's m- very small steps. Uh, between all of those those four they they i think they're all s tier busted on release <laughs> we're just <laughs> insane man Mar- marcy so i didn't even play this hero on release 
that's the thing is that like I paid it played it after the first patch because of course Valve released the patch r- right before I was gonna fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was just like fuck. So I didn't get to play for like the until the second or third day of the the new patch. So I don't even think I uh, played. I I personally did not play uh, Marcy on release though. I did get to experience it. And seriously, man, that, that hero is insane. Her kit just feels so diverse. Which is which is yes. probably what adds to it. Um, I I I I haven't gotten to play a game as Marcy myself because the games I've been playing and I just literally didn't get to pick her. Um, I, I I tried I tried to be one of those people just for you know research purposes <laughs> and fun purposes, uh-huh. but it it didn't happen. Uh, I probably should have played a bot game just to like experiment and stuff. But the the what I've been seeing, uh, and not even reading that much, but just seeing is like it feels wild to me. Uh, just just her built-in mobility skills. Yeah, her uh, her W rebound is insane amount of mobility. I think honestly, the best comparison. Uh, I've been making this comparison, and I think it fits. Uh, both because on release they were both broken. Marcy and Monkey King. I I think that they're uh, very similar. Um, in a lot of ways, because what is what happened on release, I think eventually this hero will become an offlaner. Um, but what has happened on release is that, like Monkey King, people have realized that this hero is insanely good uh, as a carry, but also insanely good as a support. Because both Monkey King and Marcy have two abilities that are incredibly good from a support position, right? Uh, rebound as a uh, mobility tool for support is always kind of crazy. Think about like how many supports have like really high mobility, right? It's, they it's don't. usually pretty limited. Yeah. Well, one of them is Earth Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, funny, but uh, like so, so they've got tree dance and and rebound, right? Uh, and then you've got this other ability, um, that's that's super good. Uh, for Monkey King, like Jingu stacks are really good for playing uh the laning phase, but also you have this boundless strike, which was you know just a nice long range stun. And for Marcy, it's the fucking suplex ability, uh, dispose is what it's called. Um, you can tell I'm a caster because I have to like actually know the actual name of the spells. That that ability is insane. Combined with the fact that she's got good stats, so she's able to just kind of play this bully in lane. So she's able to use dispose. She it's she's hard to fight into. Uh she, and she's able to use dispose as a reposition and a stun, which is an insane combination to be able to have, right? Like if you were to be able to swap somebody and they're instantly stunned on that swap, like that would make the swap 10 times more powerful and dispose may not have the same range as swap but the fact that it stuns after their reposition makes it so powerful it's it like and and it does launch you a pretty decent ways there are so many times where i've been surprised that the fact that i have been fucking tossed back into tower when i really didn't think i was that close uh and there also is something about the range where sometimes she just grabs somebody at like 400 range or some shit there's some weird situations where it's one of those things where you start casting the spell and they're in a certain range, and then they get farther away, but she just grabs you anyway and pulls you back in. It's uh, I, I've seen that happen a little bit, but uh, yeah, this this hero just all around her toolkit as a support is really good, and then the, her other two abilities, much like Monkey King, are really good as a carry. Yeah, because Sidekick also is one of those things that just functions both ways. You're either buffing your carry, or you're you know buffing yourself, eh? Uh, yeah, I think. 
think is like a great ability uh, when it's just on herself, right? Like when I, when I play off lane Marcy and I, I go one, one, four and I max out sidekick, I don't even think about the fact when I double tap it, it's going to my other ally. Like it, it means I don't even think about that aspect, but the fact that it is, is, is insane. Right. And especially later on when I'm able to put it on my carry, my spend of terrible Luna is it getting 65% life, 65 damage and 50% lifesteal or something like that. Uh, and I am as well. It's just insane. Like, I think that ability is, is good solo on her. And that's why she's able to play carry. And then Unleash is just pff, fucking broken, man. Unleash is is insane the damage on unleash is bonkers because you're essentially giving uh, attack speeds to a strength hero if you think about it strength heroes they have high damage but low attack speed because obviously they don't get attack speed like agility heroes do naturally right mm -hmm. and so they, they hit they hit hard uh but they don't actually have they can't usually be really good dps heroes unless they have some in, in, in really good steroid like sven for example, right? Like Sven hits like three times and you're dead, right? Whereas all these other agilities can hit like 10 times in that space of, of time and they'll also kill you. So, uh, but Marcy, she's gets, she gets attack speed from Unleash. That's essentially what it is. She's allowed to be able to hit three, four, five times near instantly. Uh, and then on top of that, there's an explosion of damage at, when you hit the, the third, fourth, or fifth hit. So yeah, there's an added bonus on top of that. You throw the, the extra damage you're getting in from sidekick and just like the burst is out of control. She's like a strength Ursa. What are you building on her as an offlaner? Um, so I thought Armlet was like obviously the go-to. Uh, Armlet is like the, if, if Armlet is good in the meta, it has to be good on Marcy uh, because usually Armlet is the most efficient uh, damage uh, small damage item you can get for uh, any strength hero, right? Because it gives you both damage and strength. It's just really, really good. Um, so I thought I thought that was obvious. Um, I saw Ice 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 hasn't been building uh, Armlet as much. Uh, I think part of that is just because the the hero's damage is too overtuned, so you don't actually need Armlet. Uh, if you think about it what some Marcy's are doing are rushing BKB. Like they're getting like face boots, soul ring, and then straight into BKB, right? Why doesn't every hero do that? Right? Why, why wouldn't you always just like rush BKB? Because like you a, don't do damage and then you die when your BKB you goes out? Yeah, exactly. Because you don't do damage, right? Oh, I passed the uh, test. Oh, go team. Beca because like for some heroes, you know, like you need some sort of farming item. Um, for other heroes, like it's just not damage efficient to go BKB. Uh, it's more efficient, obviously, for strength heroes because part of the buildup is strength, but it still doesn't give you that much damage. It's not a good damage to but it, it. But the fact that her toolkit gives her so much damage means you can rush BKB. All you need is to be magic immune. All you need is to be free of disables and you will kill people. And you will kill their entire team as well because Unleashed lasts for 16 seconds. So, and you've got all the mobility in the world. So you're going to be able to just run in there. Uh, you've got lifesteal. You've got sustain. So they can't fight you back. You're going you're gonna to be able to kill them. Keep yourself at high HP. They can only run away, but they can't run away. 
They can't fight back because Unleash is also slowing their attack speed. They can't run away because you're able to rebound on top of them and then fucking suplex them back into your team on top of that. And stun uh, them. Y- you could do nothing but but run. Uh, and so, like, th- that's just a problem. When a hero is, is able to rush BKB and have it be successful, that just means your damage is overtuned. Is um, is Basher core? Yeah, I think Basher is eventually core uh, because again, like all she needs uh, is not to be stunned, and then the other thing she needs is some lockdown, which she provides herself. But like mm-hmm. you know, it, it's helpful if you just have like what, all, all you need more stunts. What what what's the proc rate on Basher? Is it like twenty percent? Yeah, so it's like uh, something like that. But so if you get to level uh, level eighteen and you do five hits with Unleash, it's like it's a guaranteed bash, right? Yeah, it's, you're it's, almost certainly getting a bash on Unleash. Yeah, you you jump on somebody. You don't have a Bissel Blade, but you just hit them really quickly. You're you're gonna get us. You're gonna get a bash in. Uh, so now you could just you know jump on somebody, uh, suplex them. You're gonna get a bash afterwards by unleashing and uh and then you rebound onto somebody else and again you're gonna get a bash because it's five hits instantly and uh yeah (laughs) that's so yes i think basher is uh like third item usually uh like i go armlet bkb uh basher um i've seen at some point in time uh if you need more initiation uh, Blink Dagger is really good on the hero because Dispose is... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually don't know, uh, but I feel like it's near instant. I can look that up real quick. Uh, but yeah, you, it's like it feels like it's near instant, so you could just Blink Dispose somebody immediately. Uh, and it's a really good way to start the fight. And again, because she's got so much burst damage, that person's probably dead. <laughs> if, you, if you Blink Dispose them, they're probably dead. Uh, I would I would also assume that like Maelstrom has to be being built a lot, right? I don't know if that's good or yeah, not I in see, theory, I see, but I see Maelstrom uh picked up. I think that's uh like a, a I usually see it uh later, uh which is kind of weird for Maelstrom, right? Cuz it's usually a, it's a first, farming item. Yeah. Uh, first item farming item. Um but uh, I've seen it later and I feel like most of the situations where I've seen it, it's like, oh, that, you know, that he has to deal with a phantom lancer or something like that, you know? Yeah. So. Cause similarly, like Maelstrom has a higher proc rate than Basher. I don't know what either of them are, but I know that it's higher. So if you're disposing anybody, you're just getting lightning all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which, uh, I guess that makes blink any, yeah. at some point in time is really good. Um, uh, you don't even need satanic is kind of like the crazy part. Uh, but obviously that items build up is good for you. Same goes with heart, but I feel like overwhelming blink is the better of the three reaver items. AC. You can get that if you want. Uh, Scotty's I tested out Desto at fine. some point in time. Desto felt like it was overkill. <laughs> it was like, it was just like too much burst damage or something. Uh, yeah. Scotty is good. You know, more, more, more control, more, uh, more tankiness. There's so the thing about the hero is, is also is that her toolkit is broad enough, um, 
like we've talked about like how overtuned her damage is, but her general toolkit is like broad enough, right? She's got a mobility spell. She's got a stun, a repositioning ability. She's got a buff that she can give to carries and she's got uh, like damage basically from her ultimate. It, it does some other minor things like slowing down attack speed and stuff. So her toolkit's pretty broad, which also means her, uh, our, her item tree is also very broad. Um, it, it feels like you can build a lot of different items and they all feel pretty good for Marcy. Same goes with her buildup of skills. I've seen every single one of her basic abilities be maxed out first from different pro players. Hmm. Uh, I personally think if it's core, it's 114. And then if it's support, um, that is a little bit um, weird. I think rebound is, is uh, uh, an insanely good... So I think you always get rebound level one because the managed damage ratio is too favorable. So uh, always get rebound unless you're like going for a bounty rune fight, in which case you level up dispose as a support. Um, but I feel like as a support, you should max out rebound because um, just because I think that ability was way too strong. Um, Doesn't that better dispose... like point scaling too? All things to than dispose. Yeah, for, for damage-wise, yeah. Dispose is better control because um, obviously it, it, it levels up the stun more and I believe lowers the cooldown. But It feels like yeah. all, all... And I know that I saw a Reddit post similar to this, but it feels like a lot of the heroes that have been released in the last two or three years kind of have just been widely broad skill-based heroes. But Marcy feels yeah. like the ultimate out of all of them. Like, Dawnbreaker feels like it kind of had a purpose, but you could still make a case for, like, you know... What lane does this go in? Hoodwink. What lane does this go in? Snapfire. What lane does this go in? You know, Pangolier. Yeah. Probably one of the most diverse heroes that's still in Dota right now. Like, yeah, Val Valve is really like they've done a really good job with all these new heroes and making them fun. Uh, playing Marcy is fun. Her uh, unique mobility uh, of from rebound is cool it's interesting to learn it looks more complicated than it actually is it's really easy to pick up to be honest um dispose is, is point and click it's actually uh <laughs> incredibly easy uh cast animation for dispose by the way is point two uh rebound is point one sidekick is zero and uh cast animation for unleash is point two uh so they're, they're so again when you, you that can could blink be a good nerf for it's unleash pretty reliable yeah, that, that that could be that could be a decent nerf is if you give some kind of animation before unleashing. Uh yeah, I would also say that you probably shouldn't be able to instantly dispose people. Uh I feel like point two of an animation could probably get tuned up. Um and like I so I personally the way I would nerf her is that I think that um Psychic's cooldown needs to be needs to go up. Uh it's the duration of six seconds and cooldown of 12 is way too insane for any core. Uh, just to have like 50% uptime on 50% lifesteal uh, at a mana cost of 30. Uh, it's insane. You're, like, I, I feel like I never run out of the mana on that hero. Um, and I've seen, like, I go Soul Ring, but I don't even necessarily feel like I need Soul Ring most of the times because a lot of times I'm just spamming Sidekick and it's 30 mana. <laughs> I don't know why that ability is so cheap. You like you don't allow a a, a, a farming hero to have a free tool sustain like that basically. So free. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like you're always out on the map as Marcy. That's that's way that's super valuable. 
Um, so that, and then I would also turn down the damage on uh, on Unleash. I think it's just, I think it does way too much, way too much damage. So that's how I would, uh, that's how I would nerf the hero personally. I think it's been a while since there's been a new hero release that I felt like, oh, as someone who primarily wants to play a one position, this is like a new hero that I could realistically like do that with. Um, I know that people will be yeah, like, oh, I don't you know, think like, it'll last long. It, it, I don't think it'll last long. I know. Yeah, so my, my point being that like, I feel like I have to get those reps in now and then practice her for when I end up you taking her to the off lane or using her as like a cheeky support. Uh, Cause I mean, I guess people played Hoodwink as a one and fucked around with it, but not really. But, like, what's the last time that we released a hero that was, like, a farming hero? Yeah, that was supposed to be Monkey King, but then Monkey King's toolkit ended up being too good, and and it initially got played as support in pro games. Uh, and then it moved back to carry, and then recently it moved back to support. Um, but that was that was kind of... Sp- but that, was, that isn't a true hard carry, right? If you can play it as a support in professional matches um, if so you look true carry yeah yeah so um, I, I just pulled up a list and so i i have what i think is an answer but i'm curious if you okay. have a guess uh i mean i can't even think of any of the i i almost feel like none of the new heroes are, are hard carries when you think okay interesting question when you think new hero where does that cutoff happen in your mind uh, cuts off at Arc Warden, I believe, was the last Dota 1 hero. I believe. I think that was the last Dota 1 hero. Arc so. Warden was the first one introduced in Reborn. Which, by the way, yeah. f- over five, <laughs> over like six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at uh, Dota Plus uh, Assistant, I went through the Heroes tab, and there's a little thing where you can change, uh, you can do the Dota Plus Assistant, and it'll tell you what role uh it'll list like here's all the carries the carry list compared to mid and off lane and supports obviously is so is definitely smaller it is it's definitely the smallest pool of of any of them and i have a theory about this showing okay hear my theory is this like a conspiracy theory kind of yes it kind of is um i have a theory that valve uh, knows that it was like, okay, we haven't had a hard carry in a while. Like, let's go ahead and... Re- like, I understand it's been a while. Uh, part of the reason that it's been a while is, is one, I think Monkey King was supposed to be car- hard carry and didn't end up being quite that. That was five and, years and two, ago, though. That was five years ago. Yeah. Two, I also think hard carries are just naturally more boring, right? If you're going to design a hero, like, supports and or offlanes and mids are usually going to be, like, the fun dynamic heroes, right? Like, if you wanted to have mobility uh, and, like, a, some sort of cool, like, stun, like, unique mechanics uh, that are, are, are fun and dynamic, it's probably not a carry. It's probably a mid, offlane, or a support. Uh, four, three, two, right? Usually those rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so carries are naturally just more boring, right? They're more likely to have passives. They're more likely to, to have abilities that are not hugely impactful for 20 minutes of the game, you know, because they have to be impactful later into the game. It would be imbalanced if they were super strong at 10 minutes and 50 minutes, you know? So the, uh, the, that, so I, but I think Valve at some point in time was like, okay, we do have to put it in carry. My conspiracy theory is that they, uh, 
that there was a pipeline. There, there was a carry hero in the pipeline. And because of the anime, uh, and because of the community support for Marcy, because she's a very lovable character, and the community obviously wanted Marcy in the game, and the, the anime is going on and stuff like that, I think that they just cut Marcy ahead of, uh, of a hard carry. I think I think that uh, that Marcy just basically replaced a, a hard carry being released because she's such a popular hero, and you can't make her a carry because she's literally a sidekick, right? Like it's in the name of one of her abilities. Like she's a, a curry, uh, she's a sidekick. Like she has to have some supportive elements to her, right? Because that's who she is in the anime. If you want to remain true to the lore, uh, so that's why they try to make her both carry and support. So uh, I think I think Marcy skipped ahead of some some hard carry because of uh, the anime, basically. <laughs> I would love I think that's a good theory. I would love to, you know, be able to sit down and have have a beer with Ice Frog and know like how that development happened. Like, was Marcy a hero concept that was given to Studio Murr? and was like kind of developed in tandem was that a character that was developed for the sole purpose of the anime then worked backwards to be a dota hero was this like a template? i think it's that yeah i i i do not believe I, I, everything that that i i know of valve i just can't see valve being like oh you're, you're making an proactive. anime like well kind of proactive but also like like I feel like, uh, you know, most likely, and this is what I would do anyway, like, I would just let the anime go, and if it's good, it's good. Uh, if it sucks, whatever, it's it's not my thing, um, you know? And But I wouldn't, like, proactively, like, really integrate the two in, until I know it's good, you know? And I definitely wouldn't be, like, sharing, here's an upcoming hero that's going to be released, put this in your anime. I wouldn't be doing that. Uh, so I, I think it was much more likely that the anime developed. Marcy is a character. It was a hit with the community. Valve saw that. Uh, Valve saw the community pushing for, for Marcy to be a hero, and they came up with what it would look like inside of the game. And, I, and, and then cut in front of some hard carry who was like, no, it was finally my time. <laughs> you know what the opposite of that conspiracy theory is? That What's there that? that there is like a fully baked... Um, like uh, like uh, uh, Solacon and and Rix and all these artifact characters, Kana, that are just <laughs> yeah, never yeah. gonna be released ever <laughs> because people don't want to go. LOL, artifact. Like those heroes are fucking <laughs> dead now, so Marcy could live. <laughs> uh, well, I, okay. So if we want to think about that in some way, like surely if you had that already like developed, right? You would just reskin and retool. You would reflavor that hero into something else, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You don't throw the so work away. So can you apply that logic to any oh. of the recent heroes? Can you apply, like, is Dawnbreaker potentially an artifact hero? Could could you see that somehow? Like I I can't immediately make that connection, but that's all I could think about was like the creep heroes and Sorlacon, who their their mechanics are so unique that it would be very obvious. Um, but I can't think of like anybody that would be super obvious. I mean, when when I'm thinking about artifact heroes too, it's like um it's it, it's Kana, mm -hmm. and and Rix. 
uh Sor- Khan could have been that carry is 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 my thought like that's that that that's that could be the carry hero that got passed up on but no like yeah like, and he and he has some sort of siege mechanic he he does he he does some sort of damage to to towers yeah she yeah 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 in excess she yeah um Mazzy yeah no I I I don't think any of them did it I I don't think yeah. that Debbie the cunning became uh <laughs> became Marcy is is, is, my, no. is my first thought um to, to, to quickly loop back on the question I asked, my theory is that the last true carry to be released is Terrorblade. Which was well, in... Ar- Arc Warden's a hard carry. But, like, it's like a mid-hero and you don't actually and play it as a, a weird one. Hero. And it's a weird hero and it doesn't really count. Okay. The, I think okay, the last carry to really be released <laughs> was Terrorblade in... In January of 2014. So I'm going to mm. say, as, as someone, as a shitty one position player, it is going to be approaching eight years without a new hero. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, I came up with this on the spot. Prediction slash another conspiracy theory. If the second season of the anime, which is, they announced, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the date on that is. Uh, but if that is successful... The next hero is going to be released in spring if we're to follow what, like, last year's behavior. January. Was, right? January for the anime. Okay. Uh, that might that might be cutting too close. Uh, but I will say if the second season is successful, uh, then they'll make the... This guy didn't die, right? There was that the other human guy uh, that was a real badass. Uh, he was one of, the, like, the dragon knight dudes. I wanted him to be a hero because I thought he was badass. Uh, I I bet they'll they'll I I could see him being a carry. What uh, do you think people would be mad if we get more humanoid Dota characters? Because I, I don't really subscribe to this thought, but I know that a lot of people were critical of this of like just the pure design aesthetic look of both the Dragon Knight Arcana um, and also now Marcy having this like more soft people want more rounded monsters. yeah like like because they don't have any pointies on them people think that the design aesthetics just don't match everything else they think they look out of place and to that oh, specifically for the anime heroes yeah, yeah. And, i think it's that, funny when you compare marcy directly in game to what like marana looks like oh did, 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 you, did you see tsunami, <laughs> tsunami's tweet about that yeah 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 Mar- marana definitely doesn't uh, they'll probably reskin marana They'll probably give. She'll be in the next battle pass. They'll do the same thing to her that they did to Dragonite. I bet. But yeah, it's uh, more monster. I, I, I'm I'm more online with the the people pushing for more monster heroes. Uh, I'm I'd be down with that. I think uh, part part of the cool thing about the characters in Dota is that they are all very very flawed. Um, they they all have like obvious uh. Character flaws. Uh, no. Character flaws. Yeah, for for lack of another vices. They have all. They all have very obvious vices, uh, and I and I like that about the Dota characters. Uh, I would be down for more monster heroes, though. Monsters are, you know, they're just cool. You I can think get creative with them. I think anybody who is so precious about Dota that they don't like the art style of Davion and Marcy 
Like, nah, whatever. get off your fucking high horse is, is, is my advice for that. And they're not going to like hearing that. Someone just got offended at me saying that. They're like, well, actually, the scrutiny. Of- I'm making it worse right now. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. It's yeah. Dota. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we also had a patch that came in yeah. with uh, with Marcy. Um, just uh, a lot of nerfs, a lot of nerfs. Um, not too many buffs to heroes that were unpicked at TI, which I thought was a little surprising. Um, this is presumably going to be the patch that we're going to be operating with. Um, maybe there'll be another small patch or whatever. Um, as the DPC kicks off, but uh, I'm guessing we don't get that big, big patch until uh, like between seasons, right? No, yeah, they so haven't like, talked about know, the DPC second or all, third yeah. season of the DPC or yeah. something. Uh, they haven't talked about it. All, I think all we know about the DPC was that uh, that alliance tweet, which I have bookmarked because it's the only alliance just tweeted out dates of majors and and uh, leagues. Why for, would they do uh, that? The <laughs> I don't know. It's the Alliance social media, man. Got to get that clout. Um, yeah. <clears throat> they tweeted this out October 6th, and I have it bookmarked um, just because I think it's the only information that we actually have uh, about the the dates and stuff. So I, I ask because like, I think I know stuff, and you probably know stuff, and I don't think I can say anything. <laughs> I, yeah. th- I think there is an answer and a plan, but hopefully we can talk about that soon. Yes, hopefully. Uh, I actually, I only just now got contacted by uh, a tournament organizer for the upcoming DPC. Uh, I've only been contacted by one of them, and uh, that was the, that was the first email uh, that I got. Uh, I actually don't know like who has all the regions and stuff like that. I, I actually don't know. Cause I haven't, I guess I haven't really t- tried to talk to people about it, but mm-hmm. uh, I actually don't know that much information. Well, so fun. Is there anything else patch related before we, uh, before we say sayonara? Um, I don't think so. I think, um, if you are looking for a hero to play, that is not Marcy. Uh, Pudge. Pudge got another buff. I was very excited about that one. Lowered the mana cost of uh, Meat Hook, which, again, you can use to uh, to farm. Uh, Tiny's still good. Uh, I think Weaver's still good. There was a hero that was untouched that was picked up uh, a lot at TI, but I can't remember who it was. Did they fix Shadow Step on Spectre yet? Uh, what do you mean fix? <laughs> Make it less good. <laughs> oh, uh, they they nerfed it by ten seconds. The cooldown. Of okay. It. Uh, but that's that's all they did with it. Um, but yeah, no, kind of a small patch. Presumably, what we're gonna be operating on for uh for some time. And now we just gotta get Marcy nerfed. Again, please nerf Marcy some more. Seriously, this hero is just so bonkers. Let me play some carry games first, and then we can nerf Marcy, and then I can go back into Dota Hibernation for a little bit till the season starts. That's that's my preference. Um, okay. If 
if you want to play a video game that is not Dota because you are annoyed about Marcy and you want a quick little indie hit to check out, I just played, uh, I would even say I binged, I binge played uh, a, a new indie game called Webbed. Uh, Webbed? It, it, it came out on Steam about a month ago, maybe close to two months ago now, actually, looking at it in, in September. Um, and, and it was a recommendation from a friend. Uh, basically, uh, you are a spider, and you got to save your spider friend. And you go around uh, doing some platforming, shooting web like Spider-Man, but also building webs. So you're both shooting and uh -huh. building and like using your webs to la not just platform, but also do some light puzzle solving. It was surprisingly awesome and only about three hours huh I'll, uh, it, it looks very adorable I'm looking at it on the steam page right now the mechanics of the web awesome super fun yeah. super duper fun if you need if you need a dota break and you're looking for for a game to go fuck around with go play webbed okay Glad to uh, glad to know. If you want to play, uh, I can suggest uh, playing Back for Blood. That's what I've been playing. I played a lot of it uh, while I was, because I could actually play it on my laptop. So I played a good amount of that. Uh, I would also recommend uh, people checking out um, a board game that you can play on Steam. It's called Terraforming Mars. Uh, it's been a favorite of uh my friend group for a number of years now mm -hmm. uh but i only recently tried it out on uh on steam you can also play it on um the tabletop simulator but um there is a steam game for terraforming mars that uh is actually really good uh, i think they they did a good job with that so if you want to try that out highly recommend terraforming mars is one of my favorite board games i've ever played so you gotta teach uh, me how to play that i highly recommend that yeah yeah we could do that <laughs> 